I'm Eric Harris. And I'm Kim Fleck. And this is Healing is in Your Hands. The purpose of this podcast is to share our perspective on holistic healing and how you can take back your healing power. So this being the month of gratitude, we decided we wanted to talk about how to bring gratitude into your life 365 days of the year. Regardless of joy or challenges, we can always find gratitude within. Somewhere in our day, through simple routines and actions, we can be grateful. We will talk more about gratitude after you listen to a brief word from our sponsor, the Wu Healing Center. The Wu Healing Center is located in West Hartford, Connecticut and Maynard, Mass. The mission of the Wu Healing Center is to educate, inspire, and empower people to take control of their own health and well-being. They provide world-class traditional Chinese medicine, Tai Chi, and Qigong practitioners focused on empowering Qi, enhancing health, and healing the mind, body, and spirit. They provide long-distance Taoist TCM educational classes to teach families how to heal each other and spread Taoist Chinese medicine to the world. To learn more about Dr. Ming Wu and his health and healing philosophy, you can go to wuhealing.com. And we encourage you to visit the Wu Healing Center page on Facebook and click on membership to learn about their closed group for live classes, educational materials, and more. When it comes to gratitude, sometimes it's the little things in life that are the most important. Did you wake up today in a bed with a roof over your head? Did you have a warm meal to eat? Give thanks because not everyone was able to have the same experience. Absolutely. I know when I have been in the darkest moments um, of my life, taking time to focus on the little things that I am grateful for really shifts my attention from the darkness to the light. It's kind of like that idea of when you're in a dark room and you light that candle and then suddenly there's light. Well, when you're in that dark place and you remember all the little things like you were just saying that you can be grateful for, it can really change your perspective. Absolutely. Yeah, and when we shift our perspective, it can change our whole experience in life. You know, we have the power to make a choice on what we want to focus on. When we choose to focus on gratitude, we choose an alternative to despair. You know, choosing gratitude is an act of acceptance of what is. Mm-hmm. So uh, accepting the present moment, right? right. Yep. Allow yourself to surrender and let go of what is out of your control. And that, that I think is huge, yeah. you know. Um, anger and resentment are kind of like the antithesis to gratitude. And, you know, when we hold ourselves in anger or in drama, we're not in gratitude, And the answer is always there in every moment. We can take time to shift our perspective. And it's and that's our choice. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's a beautiful way of framing it and of of looking at that. Um, the word that picked you know, jumped out at me was surrender, letting go. Um, simple, not always easy, right? Um, but how letting that go can really shift everything. Um, maybe you can, you know, just provide for our listeners an example of one that's actually been applied in your life, Eric. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's interesting too, with all those words that we came up with there, Mm. it's funny how, uh, the ones that were really resonating with me, which most people won't think is that I've actually dealt with a lot of anger and resentment in Mm -hmm. my life in different times, you know, with different things that have happened to me, especially pertaining to accidents and injuries and chronic illness, chronic pain, you know, and stuff that I've had to, to deal with. And, and I did have to learn to surrender and to let go. And, and in the best way that I found to do that was focusing on gratitude you know, and because even if, if it was like, well, I, my back is killing me right now. Right, you know? I right. mean, that's a lot of what I dealt with. Like, oh, it's really hard for me to bend down and tie my shoes right now. I have shooting nerve pain down my legs and severe pain and nothing's making it go away. And this is, this is just in case our listeners haven't heard your backstory, not just your backstory, but your <laughs> whole backstory, no pun intended. I mean, this isn't like once in a while you were having back pain. This was like your 
daily existence of being in this chronic yeah, pain. Yeah, I mean, you know, unfortunately, I'm I'm 38 years old right now, and yeah. you know, I first broke my back when I was 16, and right. I've dealt with back pain most of my life. Yeah. Like, there's been, you know, unfortunately, since then, there's been not too many days where I didn't have some semblance of of pain. There's been times where it was good and everything, but especially in the past five, six years, you know, when I broke my back again, I've been in constant pain all the time. Most people didn't know that at all. I'm very good at at hiding it and masking it, you know, which uh, isn't always good too, you know. But um, (laughs) so I guess, you know, the the long and the short of it is the answer to your question for me with dealing with all the chronic illness and chronic pain it it, that was just really the most important thing was like okay well i can't do this right now but what can i do you know and like what do i have okay so this isn't working for me right now like this you know i don't have this ability but what do i have right and that's right there that's that's where you're shifting to perspective to gratitude So, Kim, can you share with us an experience of your own? So, I would say just like you. um, I wouldn't say listeners would necessarily be shocked or surprised, but um, I I definitely can have that anger edge to things, um, especially when I was younger. So, I'm older than you, obviously. Well, not obviously, but (laughs) I'm 48. 48, listeners. And happy to be 48 and and blessed. There's my gratitude. Blessed to be 48, right? There were many times in my life way before chronic illness that I'm surprised I was still here. Um, And in those areas of my life back then, I was very angry and I was very resentful. And a lot of that revolved around not chronic illness, but, but around circumstances that took place within my life that I felt was unfair. Unfair to the people who passed away or unfair to the people that were hurt or unfair to myself, you know, this whole things have to be just and fair. And if they're not, then what do we have? And And, so, and it, and it's like, things have to go the way that we foresee them to go. And when they don't, that's when we get angry. Right. That's when we get resentful. And you sit in that. Yeah. And you see them in that. And although I've always seen myself as a grateful person, um, I've seen that come full circle, I would say in the last, you know, 15 years, um, where, not just through illness. Illness is definitely a huge part of it. But um, I've always just been, even as a teacher, just grateful for those moments with the kids, with the students that help shape me, shape them. You know, um, moments with animals that are so incredibly, I know they are with you too. We've had podcast episodes about this. We've had long conversations about this. Um, moments with animals that have just been so powerful since I was a little kid to to now with Finnegan sitting next to me now those powerful moments of I'm grateful my dog is sitting here in the treehouse taping a podcast with my friend sharing experiences to the world right like that right there I'm like yeah yeah you know so um, just shifting and learning that I didn't have to be angry about things all the time I didn't have to have an answer to everything all the time I didn't have to sit in grief when people that would happen a lot. People would die. Yeah. You know, a lot of loss. Um, students, animals, friends, family, um, at ages that I thought was just, I thought yeah. was not right. Yeah. Right? But I didn't plan this destiny. And it, I would think these things were in my control. So my gratitude suffered in the sense that I was trying to control the narrative. When I let it go and I was grateful for and spun it around, which is hard. I'm not going to pretend it's easy. But I'm grateful for all the time I had with this person or this animal or what they brought me or their smile or their hugs or their and and this is the toughest one. I think this is the the key. And and you could speak to this. I in the last four years, maybe three, four years, had to learn how to be grateful for what didn't work, what didn't work out, what what didn't go my way when relationships fell apart. Instead of sitting in, I am so angry at this person and incident and whatever. Yeah. I had to learn to 
go to my tea table because I do my tea gratitude every morning. And that has been such a huge blessing for me, um, you know, that that really grounds me and, and helps me stay in gratitude. That's my first thing like I'm doing. Well, the first thing I wake up and say thank you, right? Yeah. That has a lot to do with chronic illness. And then the tea ceremony of thanking everything. Like you do it. I know you talk about from the person that picks up the garbage to the person that's, you know, doing your dry clean to the person that you, everybody matters that we should be grateful for. Yeah. Um, but the people that challenge us, that make us upset or angry or whatever, learning to be grateful for them and sending up gratitude that maybe something will shift. Yeah. Right? And I think for me that was um, really hard and can still be really hard sometimes, I freely admit. I, I think when we say that that's not hard, I don't, I don't believe that. I imagine that's probably hard for everybody. Um, but I, have, I also feng shui my house, so I have this little area that's like for um, helpful people travel. And people, we were talking about this a couple months ago, I put the names of people that are not necessarily always helpful to me in helpful people travel sometimes in, with the intention that they will be helpful and not harmful without ever me ever having to ever interact with them again yeah. or without me ever having to have conversations with instead of sitting in they're never going to be helpful they're always going to be trying to hurt me from afar i i change that narrative yeah. and i put them in helpful people along with my regular right my tribe of helpful people that now, i have now what is that helpful people so helpful people travel about? is like um in the bagua of feng shui when you feng shui your house that's one of the areas uh -huh. and in that area you can put the names i often use business cards of people oh yeah um or you can write their name uh -huh. and you have like a little silver container with a little red line and you put it in there and you can have i have multiple boxes okay but I never, ever used to put people that I found disruptive to my life in there. Uh -huh. And I did this in my classrooms, too. And the kids would put them up in that section, especially in Waterford when I taught at a private school. We would put it up in that section. The kids would put their helpful people. But I never thought about switching it around until the last three or four years where I put people that I, I found challenging in my life in yeah. there. And then I was like... If I go with the intention that they're not going to be saying things, doing things, doing hurtful actions, then maybe that can actually really shift that. Yeah. And then go to your tea table in gratitude, and then that's the hardest part, send them love. Yeah. Right? And that, I think, when you can do that consistently, I think you can really feel it, feel, feel it and change in that. Does it come up again sometimes that it doesn't work like that? Sure, because they were human beings. But I think just changing that mindset and shifting into that gratitude and doing those powerful things has really, really helped me. Yeah. So that's my thoughts on that. Okay. <laughs> well, I can totally relate to, to that. I wanted to to share, you know, my experience kind of off of yeah, what you were just sure. saying. Because um, I have my Reiki grid. That right. is a gratitude ritual yeah. that I do every morning. I come down and I light a candle and it, it has names of all these people that I'm sending healing to, right? Mm -hmm. and, I, and I have, for those of you who don't know what a Reiki grid is, it usually has six quartz points set up and then you have what's called a generator stone that you're basically charging up the grid okay and i have it on a sacred geometry cloth and i have some very important like totems to me that are there and i also sometimes will put like pictures of people right. and stuff like that it's um, kind of almost like an altar right it is definitely yeah. an altar it, it yeah. is my altar um, i even put a tong ren doll there and sometimes i'll put a laser on the tong ren doll oh very cool and stuff like that yeah. um yeah it's definitely an altar but um i know you've done that for some of our some of our guests like had their names on that yeah so. well and what i was getting at the that i did the same thing as you that like when i first started at first i would only put people that i would want to send healing to right you know like okay well I, you know this client is going through this i'm going to write their name what they're going through and then i'm putting my family members and stuff and but around the time 
you know, I was having a lot of issues with my father at the time. Mm -hmm. And I had actually chose to set up a big boundary and like not invite him to my wedding and like really distance myself from him. That's a big issue. You know, and my Reiki master said, well, it'd be really good for you to put him in your Reiki grid and send healing to him. Send send love, send right. Reiki to him, you know, and and I did that, and and even though I was very angry at him for things whatever that right. were going on, it was very healing for me, and and I think it was healing for him too. It's, it's you a know? weird shift. It's right? a weird shift. And like so, I can't even articulate. Like and how so that now feels. I always put people that are yeah. challenging to me, and like they are getting sent Reiki too, yeah. and it's and you never know what's going to come out of that, right. you know, but. Um, but yeah, it's 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 important that you're that we figure out what a way that we can kind of come to terms with it, mm-hmm. right? And like right. move forward because that doesn't help us to stay in this anger and resentment and you know and to be putting these vibes out to these people that oh they wronged me and this right. is you know it's staying in that drama, right? Yep. And so simply by writing that name down and then s- 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 taking the conscious decision to send love and light to them i think is it is, makes a huge difference yeah it's you know? a huge difference and the reiki prayer i wanted to share what the reiki prayer is the reiki prayer is just for today i will not get angry mm. i will not worry i will be filled with gratitude i will devote myself to my work and i will be kind to others well i love that right yeah so and I mean that sums up a lot right there, you know, yeah. to, to you know daily words to live by. Absolutely. Um, and of course they have gratitude in there and, and all these other things. So, um, so yeah, I just I really relate to that. So that's actually one of the we were talking about rituals. That's one of your rituals that you do every morning. Like you come downstairs and you ground yourself with this yeah. with this Reiki grid. Um, do you do that? At, do you have a ritual at night too, or is it is it a morning mostly a morning thing? Um, at night, I, I say some prayers at night. Sometimes I'll come down and I'll light the candle again with the Reiki. Right. That's what I was curious, Um, like depending on where you're at. Yeah. Depending on where I'm at. Um, but I'm usually doing my like evening Qigong kind of meditative process. Um, and is yours always like, is it always with, maybe this is a silly question, but, um, again, I'm only a Reiki one person, you know, so for me, I don't understand all the the symbols, symbols and all, and all of that yeah. jazz, which is very cool. But um, when I do the tea ceremony, I'm talking to what I do is like Archangel Michael, Ascending Masters, oh, yeah. Animal Spirits. Like that's how I, I go about my my ritual. Um, when you're doing Reiki, you do it a certain way or do you do the same thing? Like do you call on – do you know what I'm saying? Does that make yeah. sense no, what I'm saying? Totally. I don't know if yeah. I'm articulating that no, right. No, I do the same thing. We, um, you know, I, I say I call upon all my ancestors, mm. my ascended masters, yeah. angels, archangels, yeah. spirit guides, Reiki guides. You know, I, I have a whole list of people that I can call out to and yeah. that I do. You yeah, know, and it fluctu- does it fluctuate and, for you? Yeah, I mean, I have my set team I kind of call out. I know, Archangel Michael's my, my go-to. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, it totally fluctuates. It depends yeah. on kind of what you're going through in the moment, right. you know? One of these days I want to bring on somebody that is does angel cards hmm. and like it's stuff with angels. Yeah, so. I do that on Snapchat. I do my oracle cards. Yeah. I do a lot with the animal spirit oracle cards, uh-huh. but I do have the angel ones and archangel, but they're amazing and I love them. It's it, it's interesting. Um, actually, I think you and uh, your wife and I were talking about how we used to draw all of the animal cards, the animal spirit cards, and we both had these... Um, sketchbooks of all these spirit cards and and how they oh she must have been talking yeah yeah with me yeah oh my god it was so cool because um i when i again in chronic illness was unable to get out of my bed and um i had these little tiny sketchbooks you know those moleskin i think it's Uh called or whatever these little sketchbooks and i had these stephen and i still do i love stephen farmer he's my guy um i would pick the card i would draw the card I would write out what the meaning of the card was. I would date it. And then behind the back of it, I would say where I was at yeah. for that day. Like, yeah. you know, could I get out of bed that day? Could I sit up? Th- and it's just really interesting to go back and, and see. And again, that's another form of gratitude, like finding the gratitude and, hey, I can draw in my bed right now. 
I can check out these cards. I can connect with these cards. I can, right? Yeah. It's those weird little, yeah, those little moments that, and, um, yeah. And so that, that, that it's so true. It's like, and, and we, you, ne- you never realize how powerful they are too, right. you know? And that's what I was going to say. It's like, sometimes I'll pick a card. That'll be an evening thing I might yeah. do. Like that's definitely another gratitude ritual is, yep. you know, do some type of angel card or, or medicine card, animal totem. Thing, I do, so. um, Chris cars too. We talk about Chris Carr. Oh, yeah. yeah. I do, um. You know, Daisha Jackson, who passed away. Mm-hmm. So this was just her year anniversary on the 6th of November. Um, her daughter gifted me her Chris Carr cards. Okay. And so upstairs in my little meditation room, I keep her cards next to this little, um, it's like a moon. You, it lights up. It's like a moon. And each morning I go up and I pick a new card um, from Daisha's deck. Yeah. And in a weird way, you know, I'm I'm asking Daisha to guide me through my day, too, yeah. as one of my close friends who's just yeah. next door, as they say, right? Yeah. Um, and I think those cards are great, too. And it, it, it's just all, like, reminders, like, slow down or dance with your partner or yeah. enjoy nature, or what, right? Like, these yeah. really great cards. You're a Hay House guy, right? You oh, like yeah. the Hay House cards. Yeah. Me, too. I love the Hay House yeah. cards. But you do all other things too, right? I mean, we're both Qigong people, but you're both a practitioner and a Qigong. That's part of your daily routine, right? Oh, yeah. Like always. Anything else? You do the tea ceremonies? Yeah, I do tea ceremony in the morning, mostly. Um, one thing I love for, um, as a practice, is journaling. Yeah. And having a gratitude journal. Right. And uh, that's a good thing to do in the morning, too. Um, but you could do it anytime, really. Morning, evening. Usually, see, it's like, these are usually when we have time in our day to do this stuff, too. You and know? I think people should think about making time, making time. Exactly. in their day because yeah. if you have this is my personal opinion and it's no judgment on anyone but if you have time to watch netflix for two hours you have time to take care of yourself in the sense of sitting down and being grateful and sitting in i don't know like quiet what i would say quiet self-reflection yeah and intention mm-hmm. yeah so i love having a gratitude journal um and you can write one thing I learned from somebody at Hay House, I listen to Hay House stuff all the time, yeah, all these different fabulous. authors, and they have Hay House Radio, and they do all these amazing things. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't checked them out, definitely check them out. Louise Hay founded it, and you know a lot of big-name authors that you might oh, yeah. know are, are pub, you know published through them. So, um, But one thing I learned from, from a person, I, I don't know who there, when I was listening to it one day, but she said, you know, write three things that you're grateful for in your journal, like at the end of the day, mm-hmm. right? And then she said, and then write three things that you forgive yourself for. Uh, yeah. And that was like huge. That's profound. You know? yeah. So, um, so something simple like that, you know, and to help because that's I think forgiveness is is huge. You know, self forgiveness, self love, <laughs> and these the things, hardest thing to do. Yeah, and they're all tied yep. in with gratitude. Yeah. You know, so it's like it's almost like they're it's like they're like this holy trinity or something, yeah. you know. No, but it's true. Um, totally true. So and it's you know, it's a it's a work in progress. Each day is gonna be different, you know. Some right. days, you know, it's it's harder than others, you know. But um but if we stick to the routines that help us, like it's it's important to do them on the challenging days, but it's just as important to do them on the days when you're mm-hmm. feeling well too, right. you know. So um, but yeah, do you have any other gratitude rituals you want to share? I just have a lot of them that I do in general. I do morning pages, which is similar to what you're talking about as journaling. That's more the artist way kind uh-huh. of way, like the mind dump of things. But within those morning pages, I always notice I'm not really a ranter. I never was a ranter for journaling. Like I wouldn't be like, like when I was angry, it's usually inside or it comes out in art. 
right? Um, Not necessarily in words. So my my journaling always, even when I went back and looked at things, I was always looking for what to be grateful for, even in my first three pages of, of morning pages. I had to kind of make myself start doing more of the mind dump you know what I mean? Like pushing myself not to just sit. It's which I think is interesting, right? I was so into the gratitude that I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't always dumping the truth. Yeah. Right. So I think. But it's, it's, it's true. A good balance. That, yeah, there is a balance because sometimes yeah. you can just be like, "No, I'm grateful. Everything's okay." Yeah. And that's like, not and good. like you know, yeah. and it's you know, you're kind of not processing your Everything, stuff. Yeah. You right. know, and so that yeah, you have to figure that out. Like I mean, most people probably need more of the nudge to be grateful. Right. You know, but there's probably there's people that are that opposite way, too, that yeah. it's almost like oh, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Everything's like I always, wish, <laughs> always see like like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of that person that wakes up and I have my bird feet is out front and then I have my bird feet is by my window so that I can see them right away. Yeah. Like things like that. Like and you're like that. Yeah. You're a nature guy. I'm a nature girl. Yeah, like, I go I don't, and look to the sun. Yeah. And you, you know? go. I don't go in the woods as much like as you as you, I did when I was much younger um, but I just love nature so much like yeah. I have my my animal uh, my my animals I'm calling my squirrels my animals yeah. the squirrels have Adirondack chairs and picnic tables out front on the trees you know they got their corn and that's part of my I know it may seem weird but that's part of my gratitude too like great grateful for mother nature grateful for the seasons grateful for wildlife grateful yeah. that I can sit up in my bed, look out and see these birds and see these squirrels and chipmunks. And a lot of that comes back to when I was hospitalized for two months. I didn't see that. Yeah. I saw, you know, I I saw the Boston skyline, which I'm grateful for too, I might add. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's just so many little things I do each day that, that I think kind of sums up the whole day in gratitude. And that is what... I think both of us want to stress to people too, like what you just said, not just in the good times, not just challenging times. Everybody's all like dropping to their knees and giving the great help. And then it becomes, help me do this, help me, right? Yeah. Then you're, you're doing the, um, if if you do this this time, you're bartering with yeah. with the universe or, or God or whoever you, you align with or say, and, and, you know, and I think that is interesting to, to, to watch too. Um, but yeah, I think that we all have different routines and at different times, you know, the tea thing is definitely something I always do. Qigong is something that I try to always do a little bit of laying on my acupressure mat and, and sending up good vibes. But these things with nature and my animals and going for a ride and my artist dates, that's part of my gratitude. Once a week, go on these little artist dates and, and get maybe some Gerber daisies or, or, or go for a ride and bring my dog with me. Those things um, bring me joy and keep yeah. me in gratitude. Yeah. We will be back after a brief word from our sponsor. Healing is in Your Hands is sponsored by... Brand Fearless, social media for social good. Everything we do, we do with the idea of bringing good to the world. And Chief for Healing, using holistic healing practices to connect the mind, body, and spirit. Healing is in Your Hands is looking for sponsors who share our mission to educate and empower through holistic healing. If your business is interested in becoming a sponsor, email us at healingisinyourhands at gmail.com. Or you can click the link at the bottom of the description in your app to make a monthly donation of as little as 99 cents a month. Eric, do you find that it is difficult as a, it's going to sound, I don't know how to really say this, but do you find that it's difficult as a healing practitioner to stay in gratitude when you're working with clients that may be going through uh, challenging times, either, you know, in terms of emotionally challenging times or physically, and and they may not be in the most grateful of spaces. Like, is it challenging for you to... To be work, I mean, working with people. Do you understand what I'm saying? Day by day, like working yeah. with them. Um, I mean, I guess it can be challenging, but it's also like my job is to to hold the light, you mm-hmm. know, like and to accept them where they're at and and just 
help to support them and help to raise them up, right? Right. And so, and help to shift their perspective a bit, you know, and, and all I can do is I can share my experience. I can share my knowledge of, you know, the different treatments and stuff that can help them and, and that we're working with and help to, you know, have them get, get their own daily practice of gratitude, right. you know? So, I mean, I guess it can be challenging, but at the same time, like, that's part of my job, though. Too. And you're modeling the behaviors and you're modeling the yeah kind of, I guess, traditions of what you're doing. And, yeah. And and, and, and and sometimes I just let people talk, too. That's you important. Know? Like half the time, it's like people just aren't heard and and they just want someone to really listen to them. You Compassionate know? listeners are the number one undervalued resource yeah. in our society. And so sometimes it's like they... Maybe if they might seem like they're not in gratitude, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe they just had to get something off their chest, mm -hmm. right? You know? And then, so like from the beginning of the session to the end of the session, their perspective is probably totally different. They've shifted. You know? Yeah. And that and that is a great goal of mine, too, when I'm working with someone. It's like, okay, they're coming in. They're dealing with this, this, and this. And, you know, my goal is that they can walk out the door with some peace, with some healing, right? And with well, some, yeah. some change, you know, positive change happening, even if I don't just snap my fingers and make all their problems go away, you know? Well, a chronic but illness, we both know, that it's, comes it, with a lot of emotional yeah. stuff too. Yeah, and it, and it doesn't just go away. And, no. that's, and that's, that can be the challenge. And I think that's where people get frustrated, you know, and then they, they shift away from the gratitude and not seeing all the good in their life. But I don't, it, it's funny, you know, when you were telling me that question, I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I guess it's challenging, but, but I don't know. It's not, yeah. it, it, ultimately, I would say no, it's not But what about, how about this? How about we flip the script? Like how you said, when you're going through all of your back issues and, and, nerve pain right nerve pain yeah, yeah um you're the practitioner yeah and you have to remain in a state of gratitude the people that are coming in they're trying right so i just think it's an interest interesting dynamic of because you use the word mask like i have to I, people yeah. probably don't know so like the you know i've had that conversation with so many people over the years these masks yeah you know i i had a friend once say to me years ago in like 1998, I don't even know where you would have been at that time. Yeah, high school. <laughs> high school. Okay. So I was teaching middle school. Uh -huh. And a friend of mine who um, I was very good friends with there, she would say to me, tell me, Kim Fleck, how many masks do you wear to the party each day? Mm. You know, and I'd be like, wow. And I would think about it. And all these years later, she's still a good friend of mine, I will think of, how many masks am I wearing to this party today? And why am I wearing it? Yeah. Am I wearing this mask just because of the pain I'm in, uh, uh, emotionally or physically? Am I wearing this mask for somebody else yeah. in order to, to make them feel better or to make um, whoever, right, a client yeah. feel better? And so when you said that word, it immediately I was like, oh, does he have to put it? Because we all have to do it on some level at some time, but I know... Just remembering that all the way back to the 90s, that that statement had such a profound effect yeah. on me because back then I was wearing ridiculous numbers of masks yeah. that were not serving me. And I think masks can serve people on, you know, in given moments of time. But um, I was thinking with you, like, wow, he has to wear this mask while he's trying to help people, but he's in pain. Yeah. And, and I think one of your greatest gifts personally, is that you're able to share that pain with people um, that here on the podcast, but also just as people that are coming in to see you, because then they realize you are that compassionate listener. Yeah. You are somebody who has great empathy for, for those things. So yeah. yeah, I just wanted, you know, that that's hard. Like how are you? It, it, do it, it can be hard. And I think um, for a while, I, I, those masks were on and they weren't coming off. Right. You know, and and that was a big part of my healing was allowing myself to take the max off and yeah. be vulnerable, yeah, and to let people know what was going on with me. Yep. You know, and you you said before, you know, when I did that YouTube video oh, yeah. and this and that, and 
You, you said know. your truth. And there was so much like release for me in that mm-hmm. and, and freedom and, and really letting people know what was going on. Because, yeah, I mean, we've talked about it that it's like, yeah, people look at me at a healer and like everything's got to be perfect mm-hmm. with me. Right. But that's not the way life works. No. You know, none of us are perfect and no. things happen and we deal. We all deal with something. There's challenges that we have to move through. And um so yeah, that that can be hard. It's much better now, um, I think, because mostly I'm doing a lot better, right? Um, and I've done a lot of healing with it, and and I'm and I'm able to be more open and honest, and like um, like you said, and it, it it actually, at first, it was like, oh, you know, people are gonna think less of me or something, right? Mm-hmm. And that was why I was keeping my mask up, right? Yeah. But then I realized that when I took the mask off, people actually thought more of me. That yes. I had the courage to courage. do so. And yep. then they had more understanding and and realizing the compassion that I have and, and understanding of them, of people that are going through chronic pain and chronic yeah, illness. Absolutely. And like being like, Oh, well, he knows what I'm going through, even mm-hmm. if it's not the same thing. Right. You know, but but it so that's I guess that's the uh that's the interesting thing when the cat gets out of the bag. Yeah. You never know what's gonna happen. <laughs> you don't. And but but it was ha- good. Yeah, having faith that it's all good, and and, and most of the times it is, and yeah. that's and it's, you know, we build up these things in our mind, right? Yes. And and so and then when they happen, they most often don't happen how we think they're going to unfold. Right. So um, and that's why focusing on gratitude is so important because it's it's like you're like gra- grateful no matter what happens. Yeah, and that's you know, the key. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like regardless of the outcome, you know, and, and that's, we set up all these expectations, which right? is bad too. Which, yeah. I yeah. mean, expectations, like it's, I try to avoid ex- expectations because then I, then the person or situation can't yeah. fail me. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. I don't have an expectation because the, of them. It's most often not going to be fulfilled, you know, especially not in the way that you want it. So, right. And you that's know, trying to control the narrative. Trying to control the narrative, yeah. yeah. So, but we're, when we're in gratitude, it's like we're open mm. to what it is. Yep. You know, we're open to the out, to whatever outcome is supposed to happen because no matter what, we're grateful for it. We're right. grateful for the lesson. We're grateful for the challenge, right? Yep. And it's not always easy. No. You know, every day is going to be different, right? Yep. And every you know every scenario, right? But the more that we have these practices a part of our daily life, it's going to be easier easier. when these challenges arise. I find that the word gratitude, especially around um, holiday seasons, right, starts to get tossed around a lot more. Um, and people, you know, people are feeling good. You're going to, ha- you know, although not everyone's feeling good yeah. around holiday seasons. Yeah. Um, but what I'd like to be able to do is to kind of get people to shift their mindset for it to be a daily practice to, to help them when times aren't as joyful or to help, um, you know, find something out of loss, like you were just talking about, um, out of tragedy, um, and not to sit in that state of despair, um, to not become a victim. That's huge. huge. I, you know, that I, I would like people to not become a victim, but to be actually empowered to live their life in gratitude, to, to find those lessons that, that you're talking about. I think every I think everyone is is different in that, but you know it, it it is something that it's like yeah we can carry it all year round. Even like I was thinking when you were saying well how the holidays aren't always joyful for everyone, right. you know, and I know plenty of people that are like oh I can't stand the holidays, right. you know, I have issues with my family, and or maybe they don't have family, you know, mm-hmm. maybe they don't have a loved one to spend it with and it's not as enjoyable and then i think about like the homeless people i was just gonna say like, you know my friends yeah that have nothing thing. Yeah. right and yeah. and they get a lot of 
care around the holidays because it's the time, it's the giving season, Mm -hmm. right? And it's a time when it's like expected for you to <laughs> and then it dies know. off 30 days later and then well, these people soon have as, nothing as soon yeah. as it's like, december 26 that's what i'm talking about right yes. there's there's nothing left right and so it's just oh. like w- what you were saying about you know being grateful during the holiday season right i bet you that if people had a gratitude practice more all year round right. more of that giving would occur because mm-hmm. w- what happened why are we doing all this giving right it's because we're feeling grateful and we're feeling abundant Right. And it's, you know, the year is coming to a close and we're grateful to have made it through the right. year. Right. And and we're taking stock of our lives and uh, and and seeing all the good that we have. And so we want to share it with yeah. people. But that can be done just the same on January 2nd or, you know, the, or April 4th or, April 4th or, or, or whatever. I'm just throwing yeah, dates out there. It's just wouldn't it be? That's it. Yeah, yeah. You get it. That's what I'm saying. Just yeah. be nice if it could be something that people do all the time. And I think there are. I know there are. I know there are tons of people that do it all the time, every day. Like, And it doesn't have to be this big, huge thing. No. That's that's like the key. I think people think, oh, I have to, and and a lot of times it comes back to money. I have to donate all this money or I have to do, no, 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 you don't. You could pick up the can that just fell on the shelf and put it back up. You yeah. could turn around and give a smile to the cashier. You could hold the door for the guy that needs to come out and surprise that you're holding it for him. Yeah. You could carry like I carry water bottles throughout the summer to hand out to the homeless people that are on the street. I don't have to hand money. I can hand water. Water's yeah. just as valuable to them as my dollar bill. Yeah. You know, and my dog putting his head out the window and letting them pet his head. Wow, the smiles that are like, yeah. you know, I don't need to do that in December. I don't need to do it. I can do it all the time Yeah, in different ways. Um, I know you do. Um, yeah, I always keep an extra apple Yeah, all these little things. You know, that and you if don't, I see a yeah. homeless person, it's sure. you know, coming out. And I've done that multiple times. I've been yeah. like, hey, you know, how about this? Yeah. You know, and most of the time they're more grateful for the apple than the, you know, couple dollars or whatever. I did I it with like them. homemade jellies and stuff before too, you know, yeah. and I have my, I don't want to, they're my spots that I always stop that there are homeless people there all the yeah. time. They're like these intersections yeah. through different parts of, mm-hmm. of town. And, um, and I, I feel like I know them. Yeah. You know, and I've told I mentioned to you before, I have friends who run Project Do Something Boston, which is a homeless outreach. And they have told me many times exactly what you're saying. They'll get a huge influx of here's a bunch of sweatshirts and shoes and yeah. blah, 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 blah. And we want to help out in the soup help. kitchen. And, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, well, they're like actually setting up tables right in the middle of the street of Meth Mile, you okay. know, freezing cold, like bringing food, sandwiches. And they do this all year round. And they'll have all this stuff. And then by the time, exactly what you're saying, around, November and December, big uptick. Then January, February, March, everything's yeah. going away. Yeah. You know, and they're having to ask more and more and more for, for help and donations. But what if everybody still was just sending in that one gift card a month, that one socks, couple yeah. sandwiches, volu- volunteering your time? Yeah. It takes nothing to volunteer your time. That That gives so much gratitude back to whoever you're volunteering for, and to yourself, right? I just think it can spill over in so many more beautiful ways. Healing is in Your Hands is sponsored by Ralphie's Retreat, a no-kill shelter located in western Maine dedicated to cats who have been diagnosed with feline leukemia. Ralphie's opened in July of 2013 with the mission of providing FELV cats from all over the United States with healthy, happy, long lives. Some come from homes where their owners could no longer care for them or from shelters that euthanize cats just for testing positive. Ralphie's treats leukemia with both Western and alternative medicines. The cats have access to natural light, beautiful indoor spaces, a fenced yard with climbable trees, butterflies, and more. We hope that you will consider donating or sponsoring some of Ralphie's fabulous felines. You can learn about Ralphie's life-saving work and their beautiful feline friends at Ralphie's Retreat. Dot org. That's Ralphie's, R-A-L-P-H-I-E-S, retreat.org. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. With your help, we can change the outlook for FELV cats around the country through love, compassion, advocacy, 
in education. So, I mean, I think we've touched upon this a little bit, but both you and I have dealt with chronic illness and chronic pain conditions, you know, Mm -hmm. so how important is it to stay in a space of gratitude when we deal with these conditions? For me, it's absolutely essential. Um, I am on, have some level of pain intermittently, um, often, (laughs) right? Often, uh, I also have phantom pains that are a result of not having certain organs in my body anymore. Um, And I think staying in the gratitude during chronic illness, chronic pain, um, that gratitude leads to chronic wellness. Mm. And I've been talking about this with um, some friends of mine lately. Like, I just want to be in chronic wellness. I don't want to be in chronic pain. Mm. I don't want to be in chronic fear. Yeah. Right? Because when you're in those dark places, that's where I see the fear coming. Oh, yeah. Right? And then then instead of spiraling up, as I say, you start to feel yourself spiraling a little bit down, a little bit like you're, you're getting knocked down a peg a yeah. little bit, a little bit. And that's when I find that it's really important for me to get immediately into some sort of sense of gratitude. Yeah. Whatever it is, doing the cards, doing the tea, doing a list, uh, going outside, hugging my animals, talking to a friend, listening to a podcast, you know, that listening to an audio book about something that's yeah. meaningful to me. Like, um, there's so many great podcasts. There's so many great audio books. There's so many great Anything uh, to shift your perspective. Shift it. Yeah, like, right? and, and especially in pain. Yeah. Um, I am grateful that I'm not at a chronic high, high level of pain, but I, I have very close friends who are, that yeah. are on like pain blockers, yeah. like that they have to be on. Yeah. Um, when I think of them and they tell me how they do these gratitude things, I'm just like, okay, I, you know, I can do this like this too and, and share this with other people too. And I just think that not staying, for me, I, like if I am like really not doing well, like say an ostomy block, Say I have an ostomy block. Years ago, when I'd have an ostomy block, I went to a fear-based mentality. I got scared. Yeah. Like, this is going to happen, then this is going to happen, and then this is going to yeah. happen, and then I'm going to be in the hospital, and then they're going to do this. And, and yeah. everything would be an avalanche of, but that's not how I operate yeah. anymore. But the first, I would say the first two years of having an ostomy, I was very much like that. You know, um, I've had an ostomy now since... 2011 September yeah. 2011 but now when I'm in there the first thing I do is get quiet the very first thing I do it's like calm myself down do breath work burn moxa on the points that I'm told to and breathe yeah and don't go there into yeah. that and I and I'll say with those kinds of things like I'll say this too shall pass yes like it's like you know this will Perfect pass. Mantra. Yep. It's it, this has happened before. You've recovered from it before. Mm-hmm. Like these are things that I t- I tell yeah, myself when course. I get in those. What are the steps pain. I've taken before that have benefited me to yeah. get this? And it's going. like okay, all right, let's flip the script. All right, now I have to. I I, I just have to change something that I have to do right now mm-hmm. to make myself feel better. But I know that I will get there. Yeah. Because yeah, we totally can spiral down to yeah. like this really dark place and be like oh no i'm never gonna this and yada yada yeah. yada and um yeah it's it's uh that's i mean when i got my one of the symbols i got on my tattoo when i was in ireland recently is my spiral mm-hmm. i mean i have one but now i can see it i have another one yeah i have three tattoos but i can't see the other two yeah. this one i'm like it always is my constant reminder of my mantra of spiral up, yeah. keep spiraling up, find the gratitude, find the moments that bring you joy. Even when you are in pain, even when you are in despair, yeah. like you look at people in war-torn countries yeah. and they're having a puppet show yeah. for kids that are in these camps, right? And I'm going, they're still, there's bombs blowing up around them. They're, I'm like, they're still finding joy, right? And and I'm grateful for seeing that to remind me yeah. of all that I should be yeah, grateful for. Yeah, if you for. see these people that have nothing, you know, mm-hmm. in third world countries and they still come together, Probably you know, shows. in the community and, yeah. you know, and, and that's the thing. That's that's the key, you know, yeah. so. 
And, and, and that's the thing. Our friend um, Karen Garrity, who, is, who was a previous um, podcast guest, uh, she was the podcast guest. What was it? Uh, Love from the Inside Out was yeah, the February. name. February. February. Yeah. And uh, she just finished uh, host. Well, she's not finished. She's, well, she'll be finished, I think, when this airs. When does this air? November 27th. Okay, so she'll be almost finished with her fourth year of what she calls the 30 Days of Gratitude. Um, she starts it on November 1st each year. It originally, in the past, it was hosted entirely on Snapchat, which is where I met Karen. Um and is where I first started participating in it myself, but she has now expanded it onto all the other social platforms as well. And it's really taken off, like four years of this, where um, I just love the idea because it, it does shift um, people, people that may not be normally thinking about it, right? And um, it gives people that moment of clarity of how much they really do have and what they have to be, be grateful for. I know you're doing something similar as well for, for gratitude. Yeah. Yeah, right now I'm uh, reading what I usually do around this time of year is I read from this book, Attitudes of Gratitude mm. by M.J. Ryan. Um, it's a book I stumbled upon many years ago, and I read a different passage every day, and I have some that I've tabbed, and, you know, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm trying to tune in to uh, what Karen's doing, post a video or something, right. or, or even a message, you know, mm. like do a little quote or, yeah, yeah it's, it's something simple that... But, but powerful, and especially when you do a habit like this for 30 days, mm-hmm. you don't know what, what that's, you know, how, how those changes are going to occur. And, you right. know, so, um, yeah, I think it's really awesome. And, and it doesn't have to be that long either. No, you know I think it's about you doing the bone broth and yeah. how you do all these Reiki symbols and all these prayers and all this gratitude around the bone broth. I yeah. mean... I always think of that when I think about us videotaping you doing that. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is totally. And I'll do it on my, you know, just whatever food I have, too. Right. You know, oh, I'll you do that hands. in the restaurant. Yeah. Yes, I've seen you do it in a restaurant. Yeah. Especially in a restaurant. Yeah. Because... Well, yeah, then you really have to be healing in the hands, especially if you don't want to get gluten. I know one thing for certain, Eric, and that's that we are both super grateful for our listeners, supporters, sponsors, and podcast production team. And we have something exciting happening soon, right? Yeah. So we're going to be launching an additional way for our listeners to interact and support our efforts over on Patreon. We will have more behind-the-scenes access, fan recognition, digital bonus, and even Healing is in Your Hands swag. Swag! Yeah, what? so check it out, <laughs> listeners. So that sounds brilliant. Um, I'm super excited for that. Again, thank you all for bringing so much gratitude to us in everyday life because of the comments you leave for us, the, the little audio messages, the feedback on all the social platforms. I know myself and Eric are so, so grateful for all of you. So stay tuned for more on, how do you say it? I always say it wrong. Patch. Patreon. Patreon. I have to remember Patriots, I'm told. Yeah. Patreon account and how you can get in on the action. Do you guys have some ways that you celebrate gratitude in your daily life? Let us know. You can use the Anchor app to leave us an audio message or use your phone's voice memo app to record a message and email it to us at healingisinyourhands at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and you may hear yourself in a future episode of Healing is in Your Hands. Now it's time for our meditative moment on gratitude.
take a couple deep breaths, breathing into your belly, and focus on gratitude. Focus on your body. Take a scan through your body. And imagine that you are grateful for every inch of your body, even areas that may not be working 100%. Part of connecting with gratitude is being grateful for your blessings and your misfortunes being grateful for the lessons that are allowing you to expand and grow. So take stock of your life. And feel gratitude for every aspect. Give thanks for your home. Give thanks for the food that you ate today. Give thanks for your family, your friends. Give thanks for your job. And if some of these things may be lacking in your life, still give thanks for the times when they have been present. Stay in the moment and focus on the simple things in life. There's always something to be grateful for. You can be grateful for socks or a scarf or a warm cup of tea or a hug from an old friend. And simply being grateful to be alive to walk this earth. We are all truly blessed to be here in this time. And so we give thanks. And I'll close with the passage from the Tao Te Ching by Lao Tzu, translated by Stephen Mitchell. This is chapter 44. If you look to others for fulfillment, you will never truly be fulfilled. If your happiness depends on money, you will never be happy with yourself. Be content with what you have. Rejoice in the way things are. When you realize there is nothing lacking, the whole world belongs to you.
Thanks for joining us. As always, follow us on all our social platforms, Facebook and Instagram, Healing is in Your Hands, Twitter, Healing is in You One, and of course on Snapchat at Feral20 and Earthwalker11. Production of Healing is in Your Hands is by Andrea Miraskin, with musical interludes by Craig Norton. Remember to subscribe and tell your friends. And if you have a minute, rate and review Healing is in Your Hands on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Until next time, friends, I'm Kim Fleck. And I'm Eric Harris. And remember that healing is in your hands. Thank you.